O Israel, the Lord is our God, the Lord is one. Blessed be the name of the glory of His kingdom for ever and ever. Amen. Good morning, Mishpacha. Welcome to the Daily Audio Torah. I'm Laura Densmore, your host, and I'm so glad you're joining in with me today. Today is Wednesday, August the 4th. In Revelation 1.8, Yeshua says of Himself, I am the Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the ending, says the Lord which is and which was and which is to come, the Almighty. Did you know that if you read Genesis 1-1 in Hebrew, there is an olive tov right smack dab in the middle of that verse? Truly, Yeshua, the olive tov, is, is there in the beginning and the end. So, if you were reading your Bible in Hebrew whenever you come across olive tov, this is a direct reference to Yeshua. The acronym for Daily Audio Torah is D-A-T. In Hebrew, that is Dalit Olive Tav. When you unpack that in the ancient Hebrew picture language, what it means is this, Doorway to the Olive Tav. The Daily Audio Torah is your doorway to the Olive Tav, your doorway to Yeshua. Are you being blessed by this ministry? Please consider supporting Daily Audio Torah. You can make a one-time or a recurring donation by going to dailyaudiotorah.com and then click on the Give pick on the navigation menu. You can then make a secure online donation there. Thank you for your prayers, and thank you for your support. Now let's continue our journey through the entire Bible in one year. This week we are reading from the Israel Bible for the Hebrew Scriptures and from the King James for the Bread Hadashah. Today we continue the Torah portion, Re, and it means see. Deuteronomy 14, 1-15 If you are children of Hashem your God, you shall not gash yourselves or shave the front of your heads because of the dead. For you are a people consecrated to Hashem your God. Hashem your God chose you from among all other peoples on earth to be His treasured people. You shall not eat anything abhorrent. These are the animals that you may eat, the ox, the sheep, and the goat, the deer, the gazelle, the roebuck, the wild goat, the ibex, the antelope, the mountain sheep, and any other animal that has true hoofs which are cleft in two and brings up the cut, such you may eat. But the following, which do bring up the cud, or have true hoofs which are cleft through, you may not eat, the camel, the hare, and the daemon. For although they bring up the cud, they have no true hoofs. They are unclean for you. Also the swine. For although it has true hoofs, it does not bring up the cud. It is unclean for you. You shall not eat of their flesh, or touch their carcasses. These you may eat of any that live in the water, 
You may eat anything that has fins and scales. But you may not eat anything that has no fins and scales. It is unclean for you. You may eat any clean bird. The following you may not eat, the eagle, the vulture, and the black vulture, the kite, the falcon, and the buzzard of any type, every variety of raven, the ostrich, the nighthawk, the seagull, and the hawk of any variety. Second Chronicles 35, 1-36-23 Josiah kept the Passover for Hashem in Jerusalem. The Passover sacrifice was slaughtered on the fourteenth day of the first month. He reinstated the Kohanim in their shifts and rallied them to the service of the house of Hashem. He said to the Leviim consecrated to Hashem, who taught all Israel, Put the holy ark in the house that Solomon, son of David, king of Israel, built. As you no longer carry it on your shoulders, see now to the service of Hashem your God and his people Israel, and dispose yourselves by clans according to your divisions, as prescribed in the writing of King David of Israel and in the document of his son Solomon, and attend in the sanctuary by clan divisions on your kinsmen, the people, by clan division of the Leviim. Having sanctified yourselves, Slaughter the Passover sacrifice and prepare it for your kinsmen, according to the word of Hashem given by Moses. Josiah donated to the people small cattle, lambs, and goats, all for Passover sacrifices for all present, to the sum of thirty thousand, and large cattle, three thousand, these from the property of the king. His officers gave a freewill offering to the people, to the Kohanim, and to the Leviim, Chilkiyahu and Zechariah and Yekiel, the chiefs of the house of Hashem, donated to the Kohanim for Passover sacrifices 2,600 small cattle and 300 large cattle. Konaniah, Shemaiah, and Nethanel, his brothers, and Hashabiah and Jeel and Jozabad, officers of the Leviim, donated 5,000 small cattle and five hundred large cattle to the Leviim for Passover sacrifices. The service was arranged well. The Kohanim stood at their posts, and the Leviim in their divisions by the king's command. They slaughtered the Passover sacrifice, and the Kohanim received its blood from them and dashed it, while the Leviim flayed the animals. They removed the parts to be burnt distributing them to divisions of the people by clans and making the sacrifices to Hashem as prescribed in the scroll of Moses. They did the same for the cattle. They roasted the Passover sacrifice in fire as prescribed, while the sacred offerings they cooked in pots, cauldrons, and pans, and conveyed them with dispatch to all the people. Afterward, they provided for themselves and the Kohanim for the Aaronite Kohanim were busy offering the burnt offerings and the fatty parts until nightfall. So the Leviim provided both for themselves and for the Aaronite Kohanim. The Asaphite singers were at their stations by command of David and Asaph and Haman and Jedetan, the seer of the king, 
and the gatekeepers were at each and every gate. They did not have to leave their tasks because their Levite brothers provided for them. The entire service of Hashem was arranged well that day to keep the Passover and to make the burnt offerings on the altar of Hashem according to the command of King Josiah. All the Israelites present kept the Passover at that time and the festival of Passover for seven days. Since the time of Navi Samuel, no Passover like that one had ever been kept in Israel. None of the kings of Israel had kept a Passover like the one kept by Josiah and the Kohanim and the Leviim and all Yehuda and Israel there present and the inhabitants of Jerusalem. That Passover was kept in the eighteenth year of the reign of Josiah. After all this furbishing of the temple by Josiah, King Necho of Egypt came up to fight at Carchemish on the Euphrates, and Josiah went out against him. Necho sent messengers to him, saying, What have I to do with you, king of Yehudah? I do not march against you this day, but against the kingdom that wars with me, and it is Hashem's will that I hurry. Refrain, then, from interfering with Hashem who is with me, that he has not destroy you. But Josiah would not let him alone. Instead, he donned his armor to fight him, heedless of Necho's words from the mouth of Hashem. And he came to fight in the plain of Megiddo. Archers shot King Josiah, and the king said to his servants, Get me away from here, for I am badly wounded. His servants carried him out of his chariot and put him in the wagon of his second-in-command, and conveyed him to Jerusalem. There he died, and was buried in the grave of his fathers, and all Yehuda and Jerusalem went into mourning over Josiah. Jeremiah composed laments for King Josiah, which all the singers, male and female, recited in their laments for Josiah, as is done to this day. They became customary in Israel and were incorporated into the laments. The other events of Josiah's reign and his faithful deeds, in accord with the teaching of Hashem and his acts early and late, are recorded in the book of the kings of Israel and Yehudah. The people of the land took Jehoahaz, son of Josiah, and made him king instead of his father in Jerusalem. Jehoahaz was twenty-three years old when he became king, and he reigned three months in Jerusalem. The king of Egypt deposed him in Jerusalem and laid a fine on the land of one hundred silver kikarim and one gold kikar. The king of Egypt made his brother Eliakim king over Yehuda and Jerusalem and changed his name to Jehoiakim. Necho took his brother Jehoahaz and brought him to Egypt. Jehoiakim was twenty-five years old when he became king, and he reigned eleven years in Jerusalem. He did what was displeasing to Hashem his God. King Nebuchadnezzar of Babylon marched against him. He bound him in fetters to convey him to Babylon. 
Nebuchadnezzar also brought some vessels of the house of Hashem to Babylon and set them in his palace in Babylon. The other events of Jehoiakim's reign and the abominable things he did and what was found against him are recorded in the book of the kings of Israel and Yehuda. His son Jehoiakim succeeded him as king. Jehoiakim was eight years old when he became king, and he reigned three months and ten days in Jerusalem. He did what was displeasing to Hashem. At the turn of the year, King Nebuchadnezzar sent to have him brought to Babylon with the precious vessels of the house of Hashem, and he made his kinsmen Zedekiah king over Yehuda and Jerusalem. Zedekiah was 21 years old when he became king, and he reigned 11 years in Jerusalem. He did what was displeasing to Hashem, his God. He did not humble himself before the Navi Jeremiah, who spoke for Hashem. He also rebelled against Nebuchadnezzar, who made him take an oath by Hashem. He stiffened his neck and hardened his heart so as not to turn to the God of Israel. All the officers of the Kohanim and the people committed many trespasses, following all the abominable practices of the nations. They polluted the house of Hashem, which he had consecrated in Jerusalem. God of their fathers had sent word to them through his messengers daily without fail, for he had pity on his people and his dwelling place. But they mocked the messengers of Hashem, and disdained his words, and taunted his Nevi'im, until the wrath of Hashem against his people grew beyond remedy. He therefore brought the king of the Chaldeans upon them, who killed their youths by the sword in their sanctuary. He did not spare youth, maiden, elder, or graybeard, but delivered all into his hand. All the vessels of the house of Hashem large and small, and the treasures of the house of Hashem, and the treasures of the king and his officers were all brought to Babylon. They burned the house of Hashem and tore down the wall of Jerusalem, burned down all its mansions, and consigned all its precious objects to destruction. Those who survived the sword he exiled to Babylon, and they became his and his son's servants till the rise of the Persian kingdom. In fulfillment of the word of Hashem spoken by Jeremiah, until the land paid back its Sabbaths. As long as it lay desolate, it kept Shabbat, till seventy years were completed. And in the first year of King Cyrus of Persia, when the word of Hashem spoken by Jeremiah was fulfilled, Hashem roused the spirit of King Cyrus of Persia to issue a proclamation throughout his realm by word of mouth and in writing as follows. Thus says King Cyrus of Persia, God of heaven has given me all the kingdoms of the earth and has charged me with building him a house in Jerusalem, which is in Yehuda. Any one of you, of all his people, Hashem his God, be with him and let him go up.
1 Corinthians 1, 1 to 17. Paul, called to be an apostle of Yeshua through the will of God, and Sosthenes, our brother, unto the church of God which is at Corinth, to them that are sanctified in Yeshua, called to be saints, with all that in every place call upon the name of Yeshua our Lord, both theirs and ours. Grace be unto you and peace from God our Father and from the Lord Yeshua HaMashiach. I thank my God always on your behalf for the grace of God which is given you by Yeshua, that in everything you are enriched by him, in all utterance and in all knowledge, even as the testimony of Yeshua was confirmed in you, so that you become come behind in no gift, waiting for the coming of our Lord Yeshua HaMashiach, who shall also confirm you unto the end, that you may be blameless in the day of our Lord Yeshua. God is faithful, by whom you were called to the fellowship of his Son, Yeshua. Now I beseech you, brethren, by the name of our Lord, Yeshua HaMashiach, that you all speak the same thing, and that there be no divisions among you, but that you be perfectly joined together in the same mind and in the same judgment. For it has been declared unto me of you, my brothers, by them which are of the house of Chloe, that there are contentions among you. Now this I say, that every one of you said, I am of Paul, and I of Apollos, and I of Cephas, and I of Yeshua. Is Yeshua divided? Was Paul crucified for you? Or were you baptized in the name of Paul? I thank God that I baptized none of you but Crispus and Gaius, lest any should say that I had baptized in my own name. And I baptize also the household of Stephanus. Besides, I know not whether I baptized any other. For Yeshua sent me not to baptize, but to preach the gospel, not with wisdom of words, lest the cross of Yeshua should be made of no effect. Psalm 27, 1-6 The Lord is my light, and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the strength of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? When the wicked, even my enemies and my foes, come upon me to eat at my flesh, they stumbled and fell. Though a host should encamp against me, my heart shall not fear. Though war should rise against me, in this will I be confident. One thing have I desired of the Lord, that will I seek after, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life, to behold the beauty of the Lord and to inquire in his temple. For in the time of trouble he shall hide me in his pavilion, in the secret of his tabernacle shall he hide me, he shall set me up upon a rock, and now shall my head be lifted up above my enemies, round about me. Therefore will I offer in his tabernacle sacrifices of joy. I will sing, yes, I will sing praises unto the Lord.
Proverbs 20, 20 and 21. Whoso curses his father or his mother, his lamp shall be put out in obscure darkness. An inheritance may be gotten hastily at the beginning, but the end thereof shall not be blessed. I'd like to speak to you today from Second Chronicles 35 and 36, and then we're going to close with a beautiful worship song. And in Second Chronicles chapter 35, we see young King Josiah leading the people in a Passover in the land that had not been celebrated like this in a very, very long time. Josiah had a total, whole heart devoted to the God of Israel. And he was about his father's business, and he did work to clean up the land and remove all of the Asherah poles and the idols and the abominable things. And then he led the people into keeping the feasts. And of course, the beginning of that whole journey is Passover. So in Second Chronicles chapter 35, verse 28, no, verse 18, it is written, Since the time of the Navi Samuel, no Passover like that one had ever been kept in Israel. None of the kings of Israel had kept a Passover like the one kept by Josiah and the Kohanim and the Leviim and all Yehuda and Israel there present and the inhabitants of Jerusalem. The Israel Bible commentary to this verse reads as follows. Like his great-grandfather Hezekiah, Josiah incorporates the Passover ritual into the process of renewing the covenant with Hashem. However, the verse implies that the Passover celebration in the time of Josiah was even greater than that of Hezekiah, stating that there had not been a Passover celebration like it since the days of Samuel. Radok suggests that what Josiah's celebration, what made his celebration greater than Hezekiah's was the fact that it was celebrated by all Yehuda and Israel. They were all present, whereas many of the remaining members of the kingdom of Israel, the northern kingdom, had scorned Hezekiah's invitation to celebrate the Passover holiday together with the kingdom of Yehuda and Jerusalem from Second Chronicles chapter 30, verse 10. In Josiah's time, members of both kingdoms, both the northern and the southern kingdom, came together wholeheartedly in the service of Hashem. The unity of the children of Israel is what enhanced the celebration beyond any that had taken place throughout the entire period of the kings. Continuing on in Second Chronicles chapter 36, we see the tragedy of how King Josiah dies. And we see that he goes out to a battle. And though he was warned not to go out to that battle, nevertheless, he does. And he is shot with arrows. And he's injured very badly. His servants carry him out of his chariot. And 
then he dies and he's buried in the grave of his fathers. So, in many ways, Josiah is a shadow picture, a remez hint of Yeshua. And in the same way that Yeshua was pierced for our transgressions, and there was a piercing that occurred when he was nailed to the tree, similarly, even in how Josiah dies, he was pierced with an arrow severely, and then he died. So we see this shadow picture of Yeshua in Josiah. Now let's take a look at Second Chronicles chapter 36. And Jehoiakim now becomes the next king. And let's jump down to verse 22. In the first year of King Cyrus of Persia, When the word of Hashem spoken by Jeremiah was fulfilled, Hashem roused the spirit of the king Cyrus of Persia to issue a proclamation throughout his realm by word of mouth and in writing as follows. Thus said King Cyrus of Persia, God of heaven has given me all the kingdoms of the earth and has charged me with building him a house in Jerusalem, which is in Yehudah. Any one of you, of all his people, Hashem his God, be with him, and let him go up. So the Israel Bible commentary to this verse reads as follows. The last verse in the Tanakh calls upon the Jewish people to ascend to Eretz Israel. After decades of Babylonian rule, Cyrus grants permission for the exiled Jews to return to their land and rebuild the Beit HaMikdash, the temple, in Jerusalem. This was a fulfillment of the prophecy of Jeremiah, that after 70 years Hashem would return the Jewish people home. That's from Jeremiah 29, verse 10. Just as he fulfilled his word to return the people of Israel to the land of Israel after the first exile, Today, as well, God has begun to fulfill his promise to gather the exiles from the four corners of the earth and to bring the ultimate redemption, Deuteronomy chapter 30, verses 3 to 5. Since the establishment of the state of Israel, millions of Jews have returned home from over 100 different countries. How fortunate are we to witness the beginning stages of the tremendous miracle of the ingathering of the exiles. May we soon merit the final fulfillment of the complete redemption of Israel and the entire world. And I would add that the ingathering of the exiles, it began and has started with the southern kingdom, with Judah, with the Jews, who were scattered throughout all the nations of the earth. But later, In God's timing, this ingathering will include the northern kingdom, the non-Jewish part of God's family, that the northern kingdom, the ten tribes of the north, have not yet been ingathered. And this is a mission that Yeshua will accomplish upon his second return. Please enjoy this beautiful worship song. Psalm 
27 by the Psalms Project.
Ivrekka Adonai Vishmarekka Yaya Adonai Vikuneka Isa Adonai Anav Ileka Vayaseleka Leka Aaronic Blessing from Numbers chapter 6, 24-26 Adonai bless you and keep you. Adonai make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. Adonai lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace.